gentlemen, me and you are listening to another got a tree trimming service outside the shed show of the Shop Doc Show. I'm Dave Kankasaurus Rex Rupert, and with me you're not going to have any Chris trees left. Lawyer. Yeah, what's the interesting thing about trees is when they die in an ice storm and big limbs fall down, uh, there's a bunch of damage you don't see. And so the canopy then turns green because winter's done. And then some branches in your canopy are just dead yellow, you know, dead brown. And so you're like, oh, there's a dead branch about a thousand hundred feet up in the air. I will either be killed by that one night in the wind or I will um, or I will uh, hire somebody, pay somebody a thousand dollars to go up in the tree and get it. So hmm. who knows? Really, it's a gamble. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? You know, what do you do? Life choices, right? So I'd love to offer you some guidance, but yeah, I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to each his own, you know, it's, it's, yeah. uh, take the gamble, uh, on the getting impaled by a limb falling a hundred feet or pay somebody a bunch of money to go do that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, you'd think that our rational brains would guide us to the right decision, you know, yeah, you know, some people, the, it would be out of the question to pay somebody for this task, you know, yeah. and 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 that's that's understandable. And some people would be like, "I of co- of course somebody else is going to deal with this problem. I can't possibly deal with this problem." But there's a lot of gray area in between. Yeah, in between you mix in things. some kids who could possibly get you know wounded. You're just like, "Wow, I'm I'm just going to lose all my money." <laughs> this sometimes wonderful. it astounds me what I'm willing to do. You know, <laughs> I'd like to change the math on that someday, but I think it's like embedded into our core. Like yeah. I need to stop going to the post office. I just I can't stand it. You know, oh, yeah, but, what, like <laughs> for sure. You can pay somebody five bucks to come do that for you. I know, but I never but, do. Yeah, be like yeah. I, I'll take on this two-hour job or whatever that inflicts not only time but stress. And yeah, anyway, no, that, that I wonder. It would be cool if <laughs> here's an app idea. Here's free app idea. Just in mm-hmm. uh, like something that like helps you understand or make those decisions sort of like, like you do a little quiz, like, like, would you rather, you know, pay a thousand dollars to have somebody climb up in your tree to get a branch or just risk it? Like, and it like builds out your risk profile and it sends that to like investors. That's fine. Cryptos. (laughs) And, but then that's what it's going to do behind the scenes, obviously. But then it just helps you. So you're like, Hey, whatever, uh, Dave GPT, uh, should I go to the sports game today, even though it's very expensive? And it would just tell you, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. you do that. That's in your, that's within your risk profile or your, uh, that's what feels like real AI is, is actual like make decision making based on all this, you know, the data from my actual life and brain stuff, you know, about me or, or like, yeah, it's like, um, you know, like, uh, in Austin, every house has, it was built in the like sixties and seventies has cast iron pipes, right? Mm -hmm. Turns out cast iron is not a very good material (laughs) for long-term pipes. Uh, oh, really? But it, it doesn't rusts. rust. It, it does rust. Yeah, because oh. water goes through it. It rusts from the inside. And then, like, trees burrow into it and, mm. uh, like, break it. It becomes brittle over time. Houses shift. It 
cracks and splinters. Wow. And it's a yeah, so it's bad when it's like under a slab. If it's if you're like raised up, if you're on a pier and beam, that's is probably fine, right? Like because it's just pipes underneath, right? Yeah, but I, I, just picking any material that can rust seems like a questionable move for a thing that holds water. For sure, for sure, for sure. But we didn't know that in the 60s. How could we have ever known that metal rusts, you know? Um, <laughs> plastics were new back then. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, that's true, but f- copper wasn't. So you as a homeowner have to decide, am I going to pay 20G, 20 large, to get the pipes replaced? People literally dig under your whole entire house to replace the pipes. Or am I just going to risk it? <laughs> so, am I just yeah. going to wait till it fully implodes and like my toilet's coming out my sink. So those are your options. You choose. So is it our pipes like the type script of, of, of houses? You're like, you, you know what I mean? You're like, you can, the best outcome is that you spend 20 grand and it's the same implementing types or you have the same code bases that you had before, you know, (laughs) like Like there's no user facing improvements at all. It just takes time, money and effort. To do the to do the conversion, and the best case is that it's the same as it was before. But maybe we'll break less. Yeah, maybe <laughs> you never know, right? Pipes are the the type pipe, pipe types are the pipes. Of, pipes are pipes. Types are pipes, baby. <laughs> we solved it. <laughs> Woo. Woo. That's why. Yeah. See, that's why you should you should you should have a, we're not past our prime. That's what I've been thinking lately cuz cuz I have one I have a, I have a conference coming up um mm-hmm. couple months. Render ATL Ooh, looks nice. massive. Render ATL is good. I should go to that. You probably should. I was m- amazingly invited to speak at it. Oh, yeah, wow. really people speak um very highly of it and the website's super cool. It just uh, scope-wise it just seems huge. I don't know how they pull that off. <laughs> like, you know, it yeah. seems like out of nowhere it'd be like 80 most of these speakers. things struggle to get 200 people and they're like yeah. we have thousands of people coming to this thing. Ooh. So really a, a strong community. Anyway, I can't wait. But it's also the absolutely only one on my mm-hmm. on my schedule, which didn't it didn't used to be that way, you know. I hear what you're saying, but I mm-hmm. don't think it's you. I I think it's just the the situation. I I think COVID cut the the wind out of the sales of conferences in in a big way. So I, I yeah. know uh, Mark Teal uh, from Beyond Telerand. Yeah, he's what's like, Mark going to do? He's uh, Dusseldorf is back like this week, next week. So the, oh. or the week this comes out. So for so, Beyond Telerand, you mean? Yeah, for Beyond Telerand. And I think they're going to do a Berlin, but they're finally like back mm. covid I guess restrictions have laxed, I guess, to the point, you know, they can do that um, in Germany. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's, it's you know, it, it was not, he was just, he wrote a post. He just was like, it's been a hard two and a half years of this. Mm, like, no just doubt. like having the thing, the business the that is very in-person based for him suddenly get wiped out. And then you're like... Yeah, I, he just he had a really good post, and he's just like, we made it through, but man, uh, can we just Rough. say, uh. <laughs> yeah, so. you know, this is making me think about the, the situations in which that happens. You know, like he was totally out of his control. 
COVID happened and this happened to, it happened to restaurants and everything, you know, like, cause he's not alone and that that was a, a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, to, and I was thinking about how, uh, just how, and just yet another way that Chris Coyer is blessed in this world is that it's, 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 I've just lucked out and I've missed the bullet on so many of those things in a way because of computers being the thing that I do and that nothing seems to be able to slow that down. I mean, I'm sure like a, a an absolute super, super world crisis could but the COVID didn't really affect CodePen very much, one way or the other. You know, you'd think yeah. for some businesses like Zoom or whatever, they did gangbusters. But we kind of just stayed steady, you know, mm-hmm. interesting. And but, it, but it's been like that for so many things. You know, it's like there's never been like an American president or something that had a particularly outsized impact on what's going on with that. And so that's like the big stuff. But even little stuff, you know, I even mentioned like, yeah, I broke my arms a couple of years ago and it yeah. didn't even slow me down personally. I, all this stuff can happen to me. I can be so sad and depressed, which is, seems to be going around at the moment. I think it's the end of winter. And, you know, I mean, I know you're just a little can be a little bright down there, plenty of sun, but a lot of the country has, you know, it's buried under snow the and clouds. The end of the seasonal and, yeah, and you're disorder, just like, yeah. come on, you know, and I've been feeling it a little bit. And it, But still, does it mean that I work any less? Hell no. <laughs> but then I think of my friend owns it, owned a bunch of yoga studios, right? Mm-hmm. Yo, managed to get out a little bit before COVID, but kind of stayed around to, for the transition and stuff. Like COVID just destroyed all that. Yeah. Because, yeah. And then, and then she personally had an accident recently and hurt her knee. And she still teaches some yoga and even teaches me sometimes, does little classes with me. It's just gone. You just can't. You can't step on your knee. It's it's no. over. Yoga without a knee. Yeah. And here's me tough. again, who just seemingly anything can happen to. And I'll just computer my way through it. You know? Yeah, I, saw, I read your post. You know, you're just like, even if you're sick in bed, you know, I can do a little tippy-tappy. I mean, if I, the brain fog's there, you got to just nap, right, to listen to your body. But if you're just like, well, shoot, I'm either here and I'm either going to watch The Mandalorian or uh, yeah. like... Uh, whatever, type some stuff on my computer, you know, I can type, I can still type, you know, I can type at midnight. I felt I was a little till- weird saying it because if you work for me, it's not like I'm saying, oh, if you, you sickies, don't tell me you're sick, get back to work. That's sure, not what sure, I mean. Sure, sure. You you're know? just saying like I'm your personal me. capacity. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, there are people who are like, have a rougher go, you know, your health is not allowing you to do that. So I, I totally respect that. But yeah, yeah usually yeah. though, like even when I have COVID, it was like, and I was like in the full brain fog, you know, I was like, I could yeah, I was I, also look at Slack, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can do it. I know. I, yeah. I'm not really like, I'm kind of out of different stuff. This actually is relevant to something I've been thinking about. You know, you have a kid, right? Uh, and does your kid have a, like, just what a, a pile of fidgets in their like, poppets and good, mm. like gummy, bears like like the little like uh like squishies and uh and stuffies uh-huh. of course and stuff like that oh, like sure. just have, yeah, like, there was a weird one where there was like a like a rubber mat that looked like bubble wrap a, a little bit oh, you yeah, yeah. push it one way and then you could push it the other way and I was like oh is this a little game I'm like no I'm like what 
what is it? What is for it? it? Yeah. <laughs> what is what does it do with it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I you know I want to, I feel like I want to bring that back to the web. I want, like, you remember how, like, iOS had widgets or, like, Mac OS had widgets, you know, like, and you still, it's still there. You can, like, swipe and go see some widgets. I want fidgets. I want, like, fucking meaningless apps that I just pull up on my phone instead of Twitter or, or uh, uh, Mastodon, you know, just, just like, this is going nowhere. It's not even a game. There's no score. It's just like, Mm. Move this little ball around with another I ball really like or something. This. Like yeah, I yeah. just, oh, I just would That's like kind of what pull, I think of that and pull the refresh. And mm-hmm. that you know you could be like you know when we're, we're all at mo- we're most addicted to Twitter and like t- what was it Tweety was out the one that mm-hmm. um, th- that first invented pull to refresh. You could be at the top of your timeline just flicking that thing with your thumb, just fidgeting. Yeah. 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 Like, and so what's that like on the web? And do you, is it nice because, does it even have some kind of like benefits? Because it, as you're fidgeting, your brain is still kind of doing stuff and you're maybe you're thinking about other things that are on the page and you're a little less apt to maybe leave the page because you're in search of fidgeting. You can do your fidgeting right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, just, I don't, it, I don't know if you put, have you played like a WarioWare game before? It's just like, uh, uh, no. It, or it's basically just like eight seconds of chaos. It's a bunch of mini games, but they're all just, it's just like, whatever, pick this guy's nose. And it's like, that's it. Like, that's the whole game. Like, I just, I want these kind of things, like these little fidgets. So I can just like pull up my phone and get a random fidget and just like, that's what I'm just going to tinker with it while I'm in line at the post office, you know, like, or whatever, you know, I, I just like, yeah, I feel okay. like there's just such an opportunity to like, there's an opportunity to waste my time, <laughs> not in exchange for money or maybe in exchange for money, but like, I just, I, I would love to just have these little kind of pointless applications, maybe mini games or like very simple games, you know, like just go do whatever, like whatever, catch apples falling from the sky or something, you know, and just like, oh, this would be great. I just, I'll just do this. I just, anyway, I've been thinking about that. I, I have like a couple of ideas of stuff I might want to build, but I'm just kind of like, when am I going to build it? But then, I don't know, like a maze. Here's an idea. Mazes. Mm, I love, yeah. who lo- who hates a maze, Chris? You just like, it just shows somebody a maze and then they get to draw on the screen like Everybody how to will. get through the maze. I love, especially as a kid. And now I, I've retained my ability to, to draw one, which I don't think is a particularly amazing skill or anything, but I can, you know, I can sit down with a piece of paper and draw particularly like a right angle or a circular style maze. I can just, my fingers just do it, you know, with you lots know of little choices. You know, the, you know, the metric or whatever. There's a, uh, yeah, right. And it's not, I mean, anybody could do it, but, but, but kids can't, you yeah. know, cause kids are idiots, you know? So the, my ability to do that are, is, is amazing to, to, to a child. And then they sit there and play the maids and they love it and then try to draw their own and better. You know, another thing I think of here is you go to Brad Frost's site, bradfrost.com. He's got all these circles in the, in the upper mm-hmm. left. Yeah. Yeah. And you can just, you can just fidget. That's exactly it's what it's that's fidgets, what it's, man. Uh-huh. I feel like it's the next wave in web design technology. Just give me something to yeah. fidget. Right. So. I hate to have brought it down to like time on site metrics. 
but you know, well, if you need a reason, it could couldn't hurt. You totally could do that. Um, I mean, yeah, you could totally exploit me uh, that way. But what I recommend, I don't know. Just I don't know. I just I would let. I don't know. I'm like I should just like collect these or kind of come up with little doodads. You know, like there were some games you know, they used to do the JS to 10K. Do you remember that? Um, or JS That's 10K? Funny. Is that literally a play on? On or, Couch to 5K? No, sorry, it's JS 10K. It might have been a Couch to 5K or something, but it was it was under 10 kilobytes of JavaScript. Like you had to make something like an app or a yeah, website. Yeah, yeah, sure. And that was and there was a game version of it probably that was even bigger. Yeah, yeah. And so like I just that would be kind of you know just those sort of experiences. These just little micro doodads. Yeah, maps to web components pretty good. Like if you're gonna do this, can you please submit it as a web component so Ooh. I can just mount it? You know. See, that's okay. Yeah, just give me a web component, and I'll have an index of thing that just literally just loads web components. Hell yeah, yeah, hell yeah, yeah brother. There's example. You know, I also think of the like the Chrome. What is, it feels like if there's some kind of error page in Chrome, there's a little dinosaur that the dino. Jumps yeah, and stuff. heck yeah. yeah. I saw a TikTok of this guy was at a coffee shop and he was filming the the barista. Who looked yeah. like he was taking an order. He looked like he was punching in an order. And the guy zooms in. The guy's playing the chrome dino. Like <laughs> the 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 barista is playing the chrome dino, talking to a customer, like pretending he's getting an order in the system. The best, dude. I was <laughs> this guy, the like whatever the subtitle was like, he's playing the dino game. Like I just was like, oh my God, that's so good. Wow. Just a ruining productivity. That's what we need to do. There's one in the Discord of this this guy who put like "How's my driving?" stickers on a bunch of cars <laughs> with his phone number on it, and then yeah. would field the phone calls and just mess with people. And it was it was just tremendous. You just play YouTube's forum, but he's still on the phone even though they're on hold. Though. Yeah, he put on he put on the hold music was Smash Mouth, but just the first. And you don't stop running, and you don't stop running, and you but don't stop running. Perfectly, that it stop, stop running, don't stop. <laughs> and that he would work that in to be like, you know, sorry for the delay. You know, the calls keep coming, but they just keep coming. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. really, really I, funny. Yeah, I there was a couple uh, sort of videos like this, like the guy who like tells people to return their carts and then people pull guns on them and stuff. It was just like, I just, I like that level of chaos. I do. I just don't know how it impacts the world. It is pretty severe. Like mm-hmm. I'm just going to put stickers on cars to my phone number and then just waste people's time. Like, Oh my God, for a video. Uh, what a weird world. Yeah. You got to feed the content machine. This episode of Shop Talk Show is brought to you by Front End Masters. That's frontendmasters.com. Uh, hey, Dave. They're pretty good, right? Uh, I'm big fan, big fan. Heck yeah, they're a super, I, I don't know, they just run a good business over there. Lots of good learning material. One thing you should do is click that learn link in the header. You'll take to their learning paths area, just slash learning at Frontend Masters. And this is what I was so envious of when I was running CSS Tricks is that I never had like course material that was like, start here. 
do these things and it will train your brain forward in this arena. Ceaseless Tricks was never good at that. It was more like a newspaper, just somewhere where you just like landed via Google or whatever. This is better than that. This, <laughs> this is learning done right because you, you know, there's like this big SVG circle that fills out the percentages of, of finishing a course. It gives you that satisfaction of actually learning something, right? Yeah, my the way my brain works is like, you know, I, it's so much easier to follow a course like end to end versus like piecing together 52 different blog posts and YouTube videos and stuff like that and hoping I understand like React or something like that. So uh, that's what I really like about Frontend Masters is like it's taught by experts, everything like that. Yeah, man. But and it it's great. And one of the most common questions on Shop Talk Show is like, what do I need to learn next or whatever? Well, there's your answer. There's like 10, 15, 20 courses that you can just like go through and uh, just A to Z it. Go for it. Yeah, dude. Frontendmasters.com. Yeah, I was, you know, I was, I had like a, like a weird morning a little bit, you know, or it's just, I was feeling like just like a little down, but it almost that kind of like winter fake down. It's not like mm. got anything really to be sad about. But then I was, of course, I like flicked on my phone and here's Reddit, you know, like, eh, whatever. I, I look at Reddit. Everybody looks at Reddit. Don't tell me you don't look at Reddit, you know? I, I have actually not built up a really good Reddit habit. I, I go there from time to time when I need something, but. Oh, you're I, I just, the, literally the only one in the I world. Believe I believe I'm the only one. And part of it, yeah, part of it's because I was in Japan, but I'm going to blame Japan. So. Yeah, yeah, maybe for the rise of it. But just, uh, or, you, could, you know, if you del- it's it's probably a decent one to delete off your phone because even though there's some funny and occasionally, um, you know, helpful stuff on there, it's hard to categorize all of Reddit. I've been disappointed in Reddit many times in my life, but I've also been proud of Reddit many times in my life, you know, so... Mm-hmm. And it, it's this thing, but it, like all algorithmically driven things, it can, you know, algorithmically benefit the, you know, the bad news and mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. the, the emotionally generative things. Right. So I, you know, I look at this video of, it's one of these ones where it's, um, somebody at the gym and then, you know, I don't know if there's a guy looking too much at another girl or something. So confrontation happens. But it turns out that, I don't know, there was some twist to it. But there was still like real anger stuff coming mm-hmm. out of people, you know. And I was like, now I'm watching this, which I have no I have no idea where it is. I have no idea who these people are. There is no connection between this and my actual life. But now I'm having, I'm there now. So I'm having all the anxiety stuff that comes with it. And I'm like, why did I do that to myself? Yeah, yeah. No, no good came of that. You plugged what into the waste an- of time. anxiety and it, machine. It, yeah, and I was already not feeling great, right? So it gave me this extra jolt of you know i was like oh man it is time to delete this icon (laughs) yeah that was not helpful i'm over it but still geez oh this gives me two thoughts i was at uh the goala relaunch party goala's back baby i got that icon on my Um, phone now too yeah uh so what's and i don't know uh, i think it was tim van dam the max voltar uh who was there originally wasn't he he? was there originally yeah but he's and he's back uh but uh, it I think um, he kind of made the point, you know, he was just talking, he's just saying like, there's no fun 
social media apps anymore. I mean, TikTok, but it's like China harvesting your data. But but it has, it's also just a it's a dopamine loop, you know. But there's no like just we're doing social media for fun. What like we're we're it's a social app for the only purpose is fun. And I just thought that was like a really like ooh, that's really astute. I don't know. So I, I think I'd like to start going towards more fun in my life. And so, yeah. Yeah, it has that fun look, certainly. I'm, I'm excited for it. Of course, the first place I went that I thought about it, I tried to check in and it didn't exist yet in the app. Uh, you know? So I was so like, oh, man. I have to set this up. Yeah. I went yeah, to and a, I added it, but I'm like, am I the guy to add like this hotel in Portland that I have like no affiliation where and I'll probably never go back to in my life? Like probably not the guy for that, but I'll do it. Street team. Yeah, I, I went to an Austin soccer game and I missed checking into the... Where do you check in? The field? Yeah, the state. Yeah, the Q2 yeah. state. But I just was... Anyway, it was... um, And I don't know. Then I was like regret. And I was like, should I drive up Ooh. there late at night to go check back? <laughs> and I said, no, no. See, how are they going to combat those feelings then? Because that's not all fun all the time. No. You, I think, you've already experienced minor anxiety. From I think I now have regret and that will push me to live in the moment, check in in the moment, you know, to, to just really live it, live life and check in <laughs> in the moment, you know. Um, <laughs> All right. So I'm, so I'm going to render ATL, you know. Do it, do it, yeah. Atlanta, looking forward to it. Keynote, CSS. Ooh, I'm going to talk good. about CSS, you know, which I'm excited about because there's a lot of stuff going on, getting me thinking about it. But, you know, but I have to make like kind of a larger point or whatever. So we'll see how that goes. But one, I, so I, one of the things like, oh, let me just pick some of like the biggest things you should know about. But I want to have this angle. Uh, I'm going to call it modern CSS in real life. So mm. rather than be theoretical about any of it, like show you what the what the new thing does, but then I'm not going to put it in the talk unless it's like there's a production website that I can show you mm. um, that's either using it or that could be or should be using it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's what actually matters. Like, who cares about the the theoretical stuff? Because so I think I'm going to avoid, for example, like um, like layers, which I think are cool and I have no particular problem with them, but I can't, my brain is yet to like cough up a real world example where I'm like, these people should have been using layers. Mm, like not yeah, yet. Yeah. Like I'm sure that that exists, but I, I haven't been able to, to like figure that out. So that's not in the talk. I'm going to do other things that I think are cool. So I started looking at um, one page. It's like the simplest thing in the world. It's kind of like a hero top to an article. And mm-hmm. then and then you scroll from there. But like just looking at this thing, I was like, I feel like I could do the whole talk on this one page. And I'm trying to decide whether I should do that or if that'll get boring since I have a decent I have kind of as much time as I need, really, to give the talk. Is it the one with the synthesizer on the top of the page? Is it that one? <laughs> oh, that's the, the best that, wasn't one. that a, that that Robin Sloan article? Robin short story? Sloan short story uh, commissioned uh, by some agency, I think, and uh, it was about a old lady who learns how to play the accordion at the or the synthesizer at a library, and just and then tremendous, the title, wasn't it? The the hero, the title of the whole thing is a synthesizer a working web audio synthesizer i just man it was amazing that was i, was tr- I don't know truly who's good. in charge of webbies anymore but that that was it I, like what a fun thing what a immersive 
you know. Because I think it was some agency, and the agency had some web audio experience, built this thing, and was like, and then commissioned Robin Sloan to write the article about it, which that was a stroke of genius, you know. Mm -hmm. Who would even think to reach out to Robin, and who would expect Robin to say yes? Like, guy's like a famous writer. Yeah, Mr. Penumbra's 24-hour bookstore or whatever, you know. Yeah, and now several around that. Like, just amazing. Andy um, makes but his he, own he olive right. oil or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We get all that stuff. Oh, yeah? Nice. I don't just, as a Robin super fan, just tremendous writer. I'm almost biggest fan of, uh, the books are good, but it's just his, like, newsletters. Just great. Do you think we can we hang out with him and we'll just say, just always refer to him as, oh, Mr. Penumbra. <laughs> Do you think he loves that? Yeah, he loves that. Oh, I'm sure. Just okay. like basic understanding of what he does. Oh, I got an email from him the other day. Just totally un... unsolicited. Really? I can't even remember what it was about. Yeah. But then I made another connection because I was like, dude, you know, I've we've met before. In fact, it was a fascinating time to have met because we were at, uh, it was in New Zealand for Webstock. And oh my, wow! Okay. You know, my now wife was there, so you met her too, and you know, what a what a weird time to met somebody and all that. It's funny how like those little internet moments like can still happen. You know, like I, I was, um, I had like an exchange with Clive Thompson who wrote Coders. Wow, um, you've talked to Clive Thompson. Well, just yeah, I had like an exchange with him, and I just you know because I started like getting into his articles, and I was just like. Tweeting like, here's another really good Clive Thompson, you know, and you know, I think he just was like, thanks for reading, and I was like, oh man, you're you're amazing. So anyway, I just it's just like it's cool. I don't know internet stuff. That's like part of why I got on the like Twitter in the first place was like I could talk to Paul Boag or something. So I'm just like, yeah, it's cool, you know, or Jeffrey Zeldman, you know, and so. Yeah. Yeah, it's still impressive. I've talked to Jeffrey enough times now that that the the, the the I'm less starstruck, but I was for a long time, you know. Uh, you're, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe like I've seen him enough, but then sometimes they'll just he'll, him and Eric will get talking and you know just going on. What what's it called? Like hemming and something and something and something. But anyway, there's a Texism for that. But anyway, they'll just get talking and. It's just, it's like very intoxicating. It's very cool. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. I sent you the link to it. It's this article from last year. Oh, let me find it. On CNN originally, but if you Google around, it's, I think it was syndicated a bunch of places. But can oh, you yeah. see it on your browser screen? Yeah. I it's just it's this surf. article about, yeah, exactly. It's about um, black women and non-binary surfers, rarely in the spotlight. A bunch of cool photos mm -hmm. of it and an article around that concept. A, it's a great article. But just in looking at the top of it, I had this thought of all the different stuff that is being done and could be done on this page, and it's just an endless trove of it. There is so little to look at here, but think of it. A, it's a hero image across mm -hmm. the whole thing. So there's all that stuff to think about. I don't want to dwell on that too bad because I feel like responsive images and stuff is a little trod territory at this point, even though more people need to know, but whatever. Well, it would take you six hours to adjust the basic premise of it, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. You know, But notice how there's like a gradient that comes in from the left, which kind of yeah. helps the text. So that's kind of an interesting concept. It also takes up exactly the viewport. So there's a lot of stuff to talk about with, just with viewports. 
mm-hmm. especially now that dynamic viewports are out, and that's a thing to think about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's like, uh, how do you get the text down there where you want it? It's, it's not just uh, it's not just like, oh, the hero is the size of the viewport, which has its own interesting categories. But I want to now position stuff within that viewport, which mm-hmm. is a whole other can of worms. And then that which brings up the whole idea of logical properties, because it's like this text is set at the block end inline start of the viewport, essentially. Mm-hmm. So then I, I was out to uh, like a food court thing with some friends and the the, 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 the conversation has come up a number of times out. This, this friend of ours wants to teach her daughter Arabic because she knows Arabic. Okay. And, and then yeah. so there, her and Ruby are sitting there filling out this like little kids Arabic language wor- uh, workbook, Good. which is cool yeah. to see. I've never seen anything like that just because of my, you know, my white Midwestern ass doesn't see a lot of Arabic workbooks as it were. It's for one thing, it's bound on the other side. You oh, know? yeah. Like, yeah. The books are like just bound the other way, which is just interesting to see anyway. And so I, now I know somebody in my life who can, like, kind of like, I can check, you know, with a text. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, um, yeah. is this, does this look right to you? So I send this website through Google Translate into Arabic, you know, mm-hmm. and I send her the screenshot of that. And she's like, I don't know. It's, it's fine. It's not like, amazing but it's i'm used to seeing that you know okay interesting. Uh, so i'm like okay so a pass i guess but i was also like but what if i actually write actually write to left at it because it didn't it didn't google translate doesn't force the rtl onto a translated page mm-hmm. oh you interesting. know what i mean so it's still it's still ltr but it's and you still read it rtl but it's it doesn't change the like the position at least when because there's some like literal absolute positioning happening here yeah so like maybe it does but in this case it didn't because it's like that thing is set on the bottom left of this viewport which does not translate in rtl to do anything so i change it though to use logical properties and use like inset block end and that type of thing then it does work right and then I said, and then I sent her that screenshot. I'm like, is this better though? You know, like, mm-hmm. would it, would this pay? You know, it's like, yeah, it's a lot better. You know, I mean, that's just one sample, right? But it, at least it's an actual human being that speaks and looks at Arabic websites. So better. But guess what didn't move? The gradient, because the gradient still has like two, two right on it. Yeah. And you're still you know? in the hero. You're in the hero. You have yeah. not left the hero. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. No. Right. And the, and it's just RTL. It's not a language that does like top to bottom or bottom to top or anything like that. Yeah, it I, was I, interesting. And she'd even expect that. So the, it, because it's on CNN, there's this black bar at the top. And on the upper left in, you know, on the English version of the site, that's where the CNN logo is. And she went as far to say as it actually makes more sense to flop those even that the CNN logo should be on the upper right. Oh, yeah. No, that would make sense, too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, you know, it's funny. It's like Flexbox and Grid are actually super good at RTL and LTR. Like, they they get it. So if you can mm-hmm. use those inline. Oh, you totally can. Because the, the Flex direction just straight up changes when the direction is the other way. And so, like, and then Flex, or sorry, like, your logical properties are going to, like, set you up for success, too. Your, like, I just, yeah. 
I so mean, like, what if you took this page and you just changed all the stuff to use logical properties and dynamic viewports and all this stuff and then sent it through Google Translate? Well, guess what? It's way better. Yeah. You know? And it's yeah. not because this page had a mandate that it be translated. You know, there's not a language switcher built into the website, but it doesn't like that's not reality for most websites. The vast mm -hmm. majority of websites do not offer that. People just auto translate and they'd auto translate because auto translate is fine. You know, it like mm -hmm. is good enough in a lot of cases, especially if <laughs> the entire web is in English and you speak a different language. That's all you've known. Mm hmm. You just hit the auto translate button and are used to what the results are. I mean, I'm I'm like pro like more let's get more languages obviously, you know, but I do I I've, I've heard recently like we do all this stuff for localization. I don't know if you've ever worked on a fully localized website where you like basically build out these these trees. If you hop into WordPress, it's actually all in WordPress, but cuz WordPress is localized. But it's basically these like tokens for your text that then get translated. You know, the tokens also are in French. The tokens are also in Arabic and Hebrew, yeah, and yeah, German, yeah. Japanese. Um, and then, so you, when you reference text or you put text out, you like put it in a method like T, and here's the English token. And then I want that token to then translate into some other language. And then, yeah, like, which is kind of a, re you know, it, it's a plus one in the category of maybe don't crap on build processes all the time because you need some kind of build process to, to do this. Yeah. And I, I, somebody had mentioned recently these new, you know, chat GPT four came out or whatever. Um, and uh, somebody mentioned that these are getting so good that they are like better and faster at translating something than maybe Google, you know? Um, so it may be a situation like translating your website may be as easy as like putting an edge function in between and being like, translate this to whatever the user's browser says, you know? So, so wow. you're like, so any text on this page, run it through and get it localized by this chat GPT edge yeah. function. And I just, that was the first like. Whoa, that blows whoa, my mind wow a little bit. Moment for me, yeah. I just yeah, was like, I'm also like, but you're gonna cash it, right? <laughs> don't, don't. But isn't it is, is it true that it's different every time? I, I guess this is just showing how much ignorance I still have around all this stuff. When you use one of the image tools, every time you use it, it's different. That's the point. It starts with static, and it every time it's different. If you ask the same question to AI. Do you, is it similar? Do you get a slightly different response every time? Yeah, I don't know. I, maybe these translation AIs are slightly different. You know, they're just more like they. This is the best possible answer. That's what I'm you're giving you get. my best idea here. Um, yeah, which is probably the same as like flipping Google Translate on. I'd be curious for like non-native uh, English speakers, like what you prefer. Um, be curious how you feel about that because I do. You know, obviously there's limitations of this technology but you know i was on a dutch website been cruising dutch websites because i follow hide on um <laughs> mastodon mm -hmm. and he posts a lot of netherland content and you know i'm using translate to put that back into english from dutch you know and so 
I say, mm. I, anyway, I just, I, but that, that whole idea of like using these serverless AI to translate on the fly, it was really interesting to me. So that was the first time yeah. I'd kind of heard that. And well, that's, it, I'm hearing it for the first time now. That's awesome. Localizing an app is kind of a pain in the butt. Like, cause like for every database field, you need like every language in there, basically, you know? Um, but, you know, if you think about like, oh, we could just use some kind of edge function to, to run that through, it'd be kind of yeah. pretty amazing. I mean, I admit so. it's a little attractive because of that we have to do less work and that there's a little bit of an anti-pattern there. Of, of people. Yeah, there, there's some consistency, though, too, like like sources of truth, you know, like for the accessibility project, if we had like a German one, you know, and an English one. Well, oh, we made a pro. We had an error on the ger- English one. We fixed it. Up, oh, we gotta go email in German. We gotta go email Japan. We gotta go email you know Netherlands to go fix their copies because we don't speak those languages. So, if you have like a source of truth, uh, that's maybe the best. But I will fully acknowledge, like, if for some reason you're like, don't not add a skip link, you know, that might get messed up <laughs> in the uh, uh, translation software and then just yeah. like, don't add skip links. So Yeah, ch- chat, chat, oh, the thing, GPT-4 came out. It's not, it's not chat, even though it's still chat. I don't know, understand the naming exactly, but. I think chat is the interface and, and GPT is the large language model, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, there you go. But you can still like enter a chat with chat with with gpt4 at least at least you can send it um you can send it commands and get stuff maybe it's not chat because it doesn't the interface now doesn't uh the whole point of chat was that it would just send all your previous commands with it right and then it it felt like a conversation so maybe that's maybe they haven't built that part of it yet i don't know but I, i did log into it because immediately after the little developer announcement which was massive by the way i got a early Later this, I think the same day as the announcement, you know, Sean Wang sent out his his newsletter, which has been very AI focused lately, and and showcased just how insanely popular of a tech event it was. Mm-hmm. You know, just outrageous. You know, like the one of the most upvoted hacker news stories of all time. Uh, you know, absolutely trending on every social thing that it could possibly trend on. And just, you know, the tweet was four times more prevalent than the original announcement, which that was the story of the year last year. So there's no doubt that this will be the story of the year this year. It just didn't mean you know, on the on the day it was released. It's just an enormous mm-hmm. thing. And so we, I was hit six ways to Sunday with, uh, did you see CodePen in the demo? Because they used. Oh, no, they, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, there's this. And it was it was cool because it was pro perhaps the most impressive part of the whole thing, which was a napkin drawing of a joke website. Uh, you know, it, it, so it had like a header and then a button that said like, show me a joke or something like that. And then another button that said, show me a different joke. And in the, you know, with rudimentary instructions that when you click the button, it, it reveals the joke essentially. And then points like a phone camera at it. And then just post that photo to a Discord channel. So a little bit like Stable Diffusion was all, or no, the other one. What's the what's the one uh, Trent likes? The Mid Journey. Mid Journey was all Discord based. I think they might be screwing around with Discord too. And then at OpenAI, but um, the point of this the cheat, the GPT four model can accept image input now, which I think is oh, a first for them. Yeah. 
And so this napkin drawing of a, of a joke website was immediately turned into HTML. And in the demo, the, 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 the fellow, sorry, I'd, you'd, think, you'd think the biggest news story of the year, I'd know exactly who the uh, executive team of, of OpenAI is. But I don't have it all memorized. Greg Brockman was his name. I think he's one of the co-founders of the whole thing. Grabs the HTML and needs to render it somewhere, so pastes it into CodePen, and it, oh, wow. d- it does exactly what it. I mean, the output is literally a website where you click a button and it reveals the joke. You know, oh, the amazing. joke is generated, it and it's on truly. CodePen right now. Like, yeah, it, and GPT three could do this type of stuff too. Um, mm-hmm. So we even have a collection on CodePen of all the stuff that says that it was G- GTP. Um, generated and it's impressive, you know. But I was like, I gotta, I gotta try this myself. So I get into the GPT four demo, which cost me twenty bucks because, of course, it's not free yeah. at the moment. But big yeah. deal. That's that's a business expense if I've ever heard one, you know. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I said, because you can't, you can't do images yet. That was just a demo. I don't know. Maybe it's coming later or something. But I said, build an HTML page where you click a button to go to a, r- a random Wikipedia page, not even knowing that uh, how, how to do that myself necessarily. I mean, certainly I could make a button with a click event on it, but I didn't really think of how you'd get to a random Wikipedia page. And it's, sure enough, it's a little slow because it does it like character by, you know, or word by word, essentially, you know, so you're mm-hmm. watching it slowly build this website. And, you know, three quarters of it is the, the CSS to put a button on the page and center it. And then there's, you know, five lines. One of them's a button and the other one is a just a like a click handler being applied to that button that changes the window.location.href to a special page on Wikipedia that goes to a random page, mm. which I didn't even know existed really. So it was like a it and then I copy and pasted it into into CodePen and you know, sure enough, it works. It works perfectly well. I don't think that's totally unique to GT, GPT four because you know there's examples of it happening in three. But I've heard that the you know the code generation stuff is amazing. Also, I wonder how, if CodePen was part of any training data or not. Ooh, yeah. And part of makes me think of well, why wouldn't it have been? You know, like I don't know. That seems like it's trained on all all sorts of crap. But I, I do note that. That the output is not how CodePen does output. Like uh, we separate the HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. There's no um, HTML doc type and stuff. You don't see that in the the CodePen editor of today. We just put what's in the body in there. You know. So if it was scraping entirely based on like the n- normal looking output of pens, uh, unless it's scraping the you know the final. The final put together, or whatever, or maybe it doesn't use CodePen as a data source at all. I have no idea. Part of that is not my favorite thing about these models. You know that it's trained off of stuff in which they absolutely didn't ask or give anybody a, any sort of way to opt out or anything. But I sort of bet that it wasn't based on what I'm seeing. Yeah, it was based on a my diary and not. Um, mm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I probably need to jump into it a bit more. I tried to get it to do a picture of me with Barack Obama, and it didn't do it. Because uh, I'm not going to give the AI like 40 of my photos. I'm not. I'm. I want it to figure out how to steal its own photo of me. Um, so I don't know. I just was, but I was like, because that would be a fun thing to just. 
pretend I had as a photo of me with Barack Obama, but, right. um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think, um, I, I would like to, um, I don't know. I'd probably like to get better at it, figure out how to do it good. So, yeah, it, it seems like a, a sink, you know, like how, how much should I invest of my, my time in here right now? What, what, what's fair to invest also, you know, you look at, I look at a guy like Simon Williamson or whatever, who's, uh, you know, he's been on the show before and you're like, yeah, you look at him playing with it a little bit. Now it's clearly taken over his life. You know, you really, yeah. He's well, he has every blog post. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. And it does kind of seem like, yeah, any more than dipping a toe is almost, almost dangerous. But how how connected is what we're talking about? Or am I missing the boat? Like, what if I could give it a website and say, update the CSS of this website using all logical properties? Mm, okay. Would it do that? That would and be if cool. And if it does do that, shouldn't I know that? Yeah. God, that would be kind of cool. Yeah, go through my whole code base and make it fix the font sizes, please. Uh, that would be a good one. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, yeah, no, I, I do like... You know, these these tools, you know, you're saying like half of the CSS was the center of dev or whatever, um, which is kind of funny. It inherits our bad jokes. But I do wonder, like, is the last stretch of my career, I, I'm looking at about 20 years left, right, Chris? Like, just age-wise, right? Is the last, like, 10 years of my job just going to be fixing AI barf? You know, is that it? Is that what it is? I, I hope not, but... Um, uh, it. It'd be interesting. But I also like, I don't know, a firm believer, like, hey, if I can get this thing to make whatever, some dumb task or or time-consuming task take less time and and I have a high degree of confidence it's going to do it okay, then that's great. Like, let's do that. Like, make me a PR of, like, but, like, Whatever, change all the M's to REMs and make sure it's all the right route or whatever. <laughs> that might be hard, but like that would be worth it. I don't know. You know, change all my picks to REMs, like set the fa- base font size to 16, set the body font size to 14, and then set all my padding in REMs or something. That'd be cool. I don't know. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So, I've heard that that was another part of this news is that so there's, you know, there's tokens, which I, I guess if you are familiar with like ASTs and stuff is a is a is a fair word. But like a sentence would break into words and punctuation and stuff as tokens. Mm-hmm. Like if you're looking at code, the tokens is as fine grained as you can as you can knock that piece of code down. So the word function and then the function name and then the parentheses and then the arguments, all those individual things are, are tokens. And these LLMs or large language models would have some kind of like token limits mm-hmm. to, to what it does. And the token limit in GPT-4 is way higher. It's up into the five figures somewhere. Okay, And yeah. that happens to be pretty good for DOM size. Okay. Yeah, like what you it know, can in a way out. that wasn't before. Yeah, like it's about it as good as an average web page is, maybe on the small side, but um, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So, so it's going to get good at HTML pretty quick. Here is the point. Yeah, God, man, I wanted to have a job 
But no, maybe I can use it to make my fidgets too. I don't know. Like, you know, like I don't want to spend evening after evening coding these fidgets, but I want to have them. So like, could I just... Like the idea more than the code? Yeah. Yeah. Could I, like, if I just want to get an idea out, could I just see if it's good and then be like, cool, I'm going to eject from chat GPT and build it myself, you know? So (sighs) pretty rad. Look at us. Just Interesting times. Trying, trying to stay relevant. <laughs> Staying relevant. Hey, kids. Um, cryptos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could end with that. I even uh, just because uh, I'm, I'm uh, how do I say this? Like I had some crypto. I told you I did years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Not like many, many, many years ago. Just in time for it to be, have been a terrible idea is when I put some, a small amount of money in crypto. And by small, I mean, it's, it's like, it's a lot of money for my, uh, whatever. It's a somewhere around $10,000. At one point I was like, I'm going to make that. In a day. Absolutely. Yeah. If this, if this 10 X is, I want in on it, you know, mm-hmm. and crypto does crazy stuff sometimes, especially then, which was before any of the collapses, any, you know, I mean, maybe not any, but any recent, it was, it was a very, bullish market at the time mm-hmm. and it just sat there and it did fine for a long time and i was like hey maybe i'm not stupid but then all the collapses happened or at least the one the one big DPEG one and whatever and now it's yeah. maybe going to happen again i don't know but it essentially halved at one point and then it just stayed halved at least my particular blend of investments and then just stayed at about five thousand dollars for a long, long, long time. And I was like, maybe I should just pull this out of there. I hate all this stupid stuff. I did it kind of because A, I didn't want to miss the boat, but B, I feel like I should, as a as a low-grade tech journalist here, should have sure. some some knowledge of how this goes down, you know? And now I'm I'm off of it as an investment strategy. Like just th- that's dumb. And mm-hmm. and all this NFT stuff was a little bit like uh, eye rolly at the time. And now that the world has stopped caring, feels especially eye rolly and all that. J- just in time for somebody I really like and respect to do an NFT drop that I thought, you know, I was like, oh, this is interesting. Maybe, maybe what I'll do is I'll take that, that that in money that's losses. just sitting there yeah yeah mm-hmm. and i'll and i'll like essentially like help a friend or you know fund a, fund a ultimately i should like. extract it right um but this is just one one thing to do and so it was it was charlotte dan who you, this yeah. is very much worth your time did this art project called ceramics and blogged it and and is very interested in sharing the whole process of anything too it's outstanding work mm-hmm. in in turning uh you know essentially like web technology graphics generative into what looks just wonderfully like ceramics and i have yeah. some history there i should know a little bit and i have sending it to my ceramics buddy my old college roommate that i'm still friends with for ages and he's just like this is incredible you know yeah and then did a like a did like a 300 generative drop thing on some art auction thing so i learned how to you know connect up a wallet again and you know puts money in the wallet and i tried to participate in the auction but the auction was so fast they just immediately they were just gone yeah so wow. th- apparently that world is or at least she's popular enough or something that a 300 drop at, and these things are, you know, she sets, you know, the first one goes for like eight ETH or something, which is what, $10,000 wow. yeah. or something at Sheesh. this point each. Yeah. 
but then they drop from there. I don't think they're all that. And then and then she's like, oh, don't worry about the auction. You know, some of them. Then they people buy them and then they they just resell them on OpenSea like immediately. You know, right, right. So, so I was like, kinda... I totally missed the drop. I like by like five minutes too, because there was one left, and I was almost gonna get it, and then I was gone before I could do it. And then yeah. I ended up getting one for like you know 0.4 ETH or something on on OpenSea. So I'm not trying to uh, you know like feel free to criticize me, people. You know I I took part in the NFT economy just yesterday, uh, but not not because I don't think it's a little stupid. <laughs> well, I actually that's actually pretty. I don't know. This is actually this like there's been a couple few that are where and this would hit the mark. What would be cool is if you actually got a actual tile too. Like, do you get an actual tile? No, these are just computer generated tiles. Yeah, but, but they they sure look real. Gosh, but wouldn't it be that would be a cool thing to have? Like, in addition to your tile, you know, like anyway. Oh God, if you could make the tile, that would be incredible. But yeah, I think that's kind of anti the the point in this case. You could almost like take your NFT if she could get you the vector that built it you know you could 3d print something that would could stamp a tile and then you just yeah. glaze it yourself but anyway that's a very i'm looking in my open sea right now and it it's not even uh it's not even in there so it's either a bug or it was stolen from me which i'm just going to assume it was stolen from me because this whole world is <laughs> this world is crooked but yeah i don't know there are a couple of few <laughs> projects that um were cool i don't know like I just, I don't know. I, I don't. Dave Rupert is fine on money, but I just wasn't in the, like, I just want to throw money at this, you know? Like, I just, it wasn't in my, like, it, it wasn't in my range of, this is what I'm going to throw my money at. So I'd rather yeah. buy tiny plastic robots, which are all behind me. So that's what I spent my money on. So. Mm. The anime version of NFTs. So. It really has disappeared from me. Now I have to chase this down. I'm sorry, I'm gonna, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna spend exactly seven minutes on this, and if I can't time box it, out, it then, time box it, get it back. Then I really am gonna extract every cent I have in this crazy world and just wipe my hands of it. I that's probably not to drag this out, but that that's probably like my biggest critique is if experts like literal people bitcoin maintainers like code based maintainers can lose it lose their shirt by clicking a link it's not for everybody and it's not even for somebody's so like it's just that's such a bad system uh monetary system that i i just it feels hard to like put my money into it so Anyway, that's me. Oh gosh, being a grump. So I get hey. it. All right, man. Hi, welcome to Grumpy Technology, where we complain. It's like the anti-verge. We just complain about everything new coming out. So, uh, I love it. All right, well, Chris, we'll wrap this up. Uh, thank you, dear listener, for downloading this in your podcatcher of choice. Be sure to start our favorite up there so people find out about the show. Follow us on Twitter at Shop Talk Show for tens of tweets a month. We also have a front end dot social, front hyphen end dot social, Shop Talk Show. Uh, and join us in the Discord, patreon.com slash Shop Talk Show. Chris, you got anything else you'd like to say? 
Mm. Choptalkshow.com. <laughs>